And I could very clearly feel like someone had sat down on the bed next to me. My one sister, Teresa, come literally floating down the stairs. She never touched those stairs coming down. One night we went downstairs, we heard a bang like something had fallen. Several doors in the kitchen cabinets were open, like wide open. But there's very distinct audio on one of the uh, videos that says, open the door. Very nasty, demonic sounding voice. So that is my ghost story. Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF, the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fisk. And I'm Rebecca Black. And uh, Rebecca, now totally quarantined for the first time, yes. correct? Yes, I am. I am coming at you live from my house. So how is that going? It's going actually pretty good. It's weird, but it's fun. I, <laughs> it's freeing. <laughs> I'm sure because, like, I just realized today is officially one month of quarantining for me. Are you kidding me? No, because uh, this day one month ago was the last time we went to a restaurant. It was just that moment of realization. Oh, my goodness. And it was that weekend that we started kind of shutting things down. The kids were on spring break, so we just kind of decided to stay home. And that's where we've been ever since. So welcome to the team. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, thank you. I guess technically I'm on day five now. Okay, are you still going to grocery stores? So my husband, he's the designated grocery getter. That's his one release out of the prison yard or whatever. He gets to go to the grocery (laughs) store, and I get to walk the dog. I think the grocery store is like where you finally see just how serious or not serious people are taking it right you have some people that are in there like in their hazmat suits and then there are some people <laughs> they got the whole family loaded up they got on flip-flops definitely no gloves or masks right pretty much just openly coughing on the bananas and apples Ugh. and stuff and you're like dude and things have changed with the people outside too like i don't know if you guys have been going on walks and stuff like that but like first couple of weeks it was like head nods and smiles and now it's all like just everybody get away from me yeah. no smiling the thing that's still surprising surprises me is when I see people driving in their cars with their mask on. I know it's your germ. Chill out. Yeah, there's got to be a reason for that. And somebody explained that one to me. But uh, why don't you tell them what we've got going on on the website? So yeah, if you want to drop on by hauntedaf.com, we got t-shirts, we got sweatshirts, we have brand new stickers. And we got to give a shout out to Kelly for once again, who buys all of our stuff. And we love you, Kelly. Love you. Um, uh, he bought one of those brand new cute red t-shirts. And then he sends us a picture and then said we couldn't post it. So we- boo on you, Kelly. You're I- getting called out right now. That's like worse than sending us a ghost story and telling us we can't share it. No, and it's an adorable picture. All of his pictures are so cute. Uh, Yes. But it's more proof that the red t-shirt, that might be our best one yet. Yeah, and he looks really good in red, by the way. He needs to be like flaunting it, okay? I'm just saying. And when you're on hauntedaf.com, make sure you look through the blogs, look through the videos. We're posting all of those Zoom mini-sodes now. Which are so fun. You know, that's like the behind the scenes of us. (laughs) Being stupid and silly. Yeah, it's really like us just filming one of our phone calls. Uh, yeah. but I do think they're fun. And especially if you're just stuck at home, super bored and lonely, entertainment's relative right now. So For sure. <laughs> you might For sure. you might actually enjoy that. And we also just built a Haunted AF Patreon page. So yeah. Patreon is kind of like a subscription where you pay and it's super cheap, but you get exclusive content. You get stories that haven't aired on the podcast yet. And we're also building a library of all these individual stories. So you can go through and listen to your favorite stories without having to scroll through all of the podcasts. Yeah, so it's almost just like this home base of all Haunted AF stuff for you to find. So if you become a patron, then we'll say your name on the podcast. You get to request stories to go into the library and you get all this exclusive content.
content. So just go to patreon.com and look for Haunted AF. That helps us keep the podcast going. Yeah, really. This is not a moneymaker right now, but that would certainly <laughs> help us keep things uh, moving along. So Rebecca, you just found something. You texted me. You have to tell everybody the story. So I actually have to give credit to uh, my radio co-host, Jeff, who sent this to me because he's like, oh, this is right up Haunted AF Sally. There is a town in Indonesia. It's in central Java. And in order to keep people staying at home, what are we calling it? Sheltering in place? Yes. They have enlisted a volunteer team to dress up as ghosts and scare people back into their houses. If we, <laughs> if we do this in Dallas, can you and I please be on the ghost team? Girl, I got my sheet ready to go. I was cutting out the eye holes earlier today. <laughs> the only problem <laughs> is if we tried to do that in Texas, we would get shot so fast. <laughs> oh, no kidding. So, but here's the thing. This is like known local folklore and they call it the Pakong or the Pachong. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. And basically they're known for haunting graveyards and they wear remnants of like the burial shroud like that white gauzy stuff right Right. so they hire these people to do it but the best part is so the way that they're tied up there's a big giant knot on the top of their head and then there's a big giant knot on the bottom of their head so the big trouble with this is that they're having a hard time moving around because they have to bunny hop Is there video? Is there video in the article? There's no video, and I wish there was because it sounds hilarious. Would you be scared of a bunny hopping ghosty thing coming at you? Yeah, I mean, not for any <laughs> rational reasons, but yeah, I do think that that would freak me out. Here's the good news of the story. It's working. Yay! Yeah, people are like, okay, we'll stay at home because they're actually scared of the pecong. Have you heard, though, that like people are hanging out in graveyards right now? So you were telling me that you actually saw some people just taking a stroll in the graveyard the other day or was it you that was in the graveyard that was me taking a stroll in the graveyard oh, okay <laughs> in new york there's nowhere for them to hang out exactly here there are limited places to go and do your walks or your jogs so people are going to graveyards because they have nice little pathways and there's nobody out there yeah we did we went creeping around a little graveyard near my uh, neighborhood recently not for exercise just because we're creepy i am so with you on this i used to adore graveyards when i was a kid that might be why I'm on this podcast now, but <laughs> I'm mad that gravestones don't tell you more about how they die. Yes! Oh. Like, I need a story. I'm like, I need to flip pages. I want to know how you got there. They should have, like, morbid curiosity uh, cemeteries where you can yeah. choose to be buried there. Just kind of like, hey, if something heinous happens to me, go ahead and put me in the morbid cemetery and tell my nasty-ass story. So everybody would just, like, walk up and down the aisles and just be like, why Yes. And maybe you could just lie if you weren't, if you did just die, you know, sleeping in your bed or something, you could just lie (laughs) and say you were eaten by three sharks at once. And it was like on a snorkeling trip. So everybody had to watch it. Oh man. And you were on your honeymoon at the same time. It's terrible. (laughs) It's as horrible as humanly possible. All right. So let's go ahead and get started. Uh, This first story comes from Shoshana. So this happened years ago when I was still with my ex and we were moving into a new place and it was this little add-on that was tacked onto the back of a landlord's house. So the night that we were moving in, there was this great big thunderstorm and there was a great big tree growing right next to the front porch and it was whipping around in that storm. And so my ex was carrying a box up to the front door and all of a sudden a great big tree branch tore loose and came 
came shooting straight at his head with the pointy end first somehow. It barely missed his head and, and damaged the screen door instead. So I'm not really sure if that had anything to do with the things that happened later, but at the time it just seemed like kind of an omen. So anyway, whenever he drank a lot of beer, he would snore and keep me awake. And so I would come out of the bedroom, shut the door, and go out into the living room and sleep on the couch. So I started doing this at the new place, and pretty soon I noticed that whenever I did this, these big heavy footsteps would come stomping through the kitchen, out into the living room, up to the couch, and stop right by my head. And this happened every time I slept out there. So, but the weird thing was I never heard the bedroom door open. I just heard the footsteps. He was a pretty big guy, and I thought it was probably him just coming out there looking for me. And so I would just keep my eyes shut, waiting for him to mess with me or whip off the covers or something. But that never happened. So one night I was like, okay, I'm going to catch him at it. So I was lying there pretending to sleep, and the footsteps came out and stopped right by my head. So I popped my eyes open, and there was nobody there. So I got up and just to be sure, and I checked the bedroom door, and it was shut, and he was sawing logs behind it. So as time went by, I just kind of got used to this because I figured whatever it was, it just liked watching me sleep. Um, It didn't mess with me at all, except for one night I felt like it was trying to um, communicate with me. I felt like it was trying to tell me a joke and I didn't get it, but that's too complicated to try to um, explain here. So anyway, uh, about seven or eight years went by and the landlord was selling the place and we had to move. So as I was carrying the last of our stuff out of the house, it seemed like just all of a sudden this darkness, this gloom just came down over the whole place. And there was this feeling of just sullen anger and sadness, like something was watching me. And I got the hell out of there and got in the car and then we were out of there. I felt kind of sorry for whatever it was. I I felt bad for leaving it behind. And I've thought since then, from time to time, maybe I should go back and visit it, but I don't think that would be a very good idea. And hopefully somebody else lives there now that is keeping it company. <laughs> anyway, that's my story. Oh. Yeah, that is kind of sweet. But God, I want to know the joke. Okay, so I asked Shoshana. I was like, you have to explain this. And I love that she just got used to the fact that this thing would come out and hang out with her when she was sleeping yeah. on the sofa. And she said that it was just one of those things where she was half awake. She just senses that it's trying to talk to her. And that she wakes up and she notices this kind of swoosh out of the room. The only way she could describe it is that it felt like she didn't get a joke. There was an inside joke that she wasn't getting and she felt kind of left out. I, huh. I mean, yeah, it was really hard for her to explain. Just the fact that she felt sad about leaving it. I know. I think it's interesting that she was sad about it when it kind of started off scary. And yeah. then for him to turn out to be this really nice and funny and inside jokey kind of person. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of cool. So wait, you've got a ghost story for us now. So I have successfully moved from over the phone to in my closet, which is inside my bathroom, which is inside my bedroom room inside my tiny apartment. Hopefully the audio sounds pretty good in here. Uh, Weirdly enough, I left the lights out, you know, get in the mood, especially for a story like this haunted house high school party. It already sounds good, doesn't it? So this party took place back in 1998 when I was a senior in high school. A friend, let's call her Jay, invited us to a Halloween party at her house. The party started with Jay's mother telling us the story of the house, which was originally a morgue. Jay's mom took us on a tour and told us all about the different places in the house that had the most activity. One room in particular she said she didn't like. That was her son's room because she felt it had lots of negative energy. After the tour, Jay's mom told us the house was eventually raided and the owners went to jail because they were storing bodies in the attic. 
Oh my gosh, rather than disposing of them properly, people in the area had started to notice the smell and that's how the police found out. So after the house tour, we ended up playing a game of murder in the house. You know the game, the one where a bunch of paper slips are put into a hat and one of them has a bloody fingerprint on it. Whoever draws the fingerprint is the murderer. We all took off to hide, but in this house, it was terrifying. I decided to hide in Jay's brother's room. Yes, the one with all the negative energy. And sure, I was scared, but I was also playing to win. And good news, it worked because no one came looking for me in that room until the very last round. In fact, the murderer came in, tagged a shape on the bed, then ran out of the room. I was pretty sure I was the only one in the room and hadn't noticed a shape on the bed until that very moment. I waited for it to move and make a sound, but nothing. Now I'm telling you, there was something on that bed. My eyes stayed glued to it as I backed slowly out of the room. Whatever it was, it had already fooled one kid into thinking it was a person. Could it have been the blankets or the pillows? Sure, but I prefer to think that something else joined us for that last round of the game. Thanks. Love the podcast, Andrea. How cool was this friend's mom that she's actually throwing a Halloween party and then taking all the kids through the house no i know it's amazing and can you imagine living in an old morgue no like the old school funeral home that were like half house half yeah funeral home yeah Ugh. all right so here's a story from reddit from captain Azrifil. it's a reddit name <laughs> you, you know, know what how this goes. reddit people have crap names <laughs> thank you all right captain says so i'm a week out of hospital after spending two weeks there with COVID 19 i have a lot of serious health issues and barely survived my stay but one night i was woken up at about 4 a.m. by the nurse. She left to get a new tube for the drip, and while she was gone, I rolled over in my bed and saw an elderly man standing there. He was at the foot of my bed with his hand on it, and he was looking out the window. I spoke to him and asked if he was all right, but he didn't respond. I buzzed for the nurse, but the man vanished right before my eyes as she walked in. I tried telling her about it, but she said I must be dreaming. I think she saw him too, though. And in the comments of this story, there was a nurse, and she was like, look, if you're in the hospital with COVID-19, odds are you have mm-hmm. a fever. And right, and th- fever dreams. We know those all too well. Yeah, but then she was like, that said, hospitals are haunted as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but that's true. We've heard about several old hospitals that are haunted. And not to sound so morbid, but I feel like once we get on the other side of this whole pandemic thing, we're going to hear some crazy stories, especially yeah, yeah. coming out of New York with all the like temporary morgues that they have set up. Yeah, mass- the whole pop-up tent thing I can't handle. Yeah. This next story comes from Redditor Hey George Ank. Everything started when my brother and I were fairly young, around when I was six or so. My mother heard a metal-on-metal knocking below her at night. It was strange because she said it sounded as if it were below the house where we slept peacefully. She claims to have heard them many times at night when we were younger, and it had started to stop as we got older. However, after I was told this story almost two years ago, I went to bed and heard exactly what she did. It scared me so much that I had to sleep in the same room as her. My mother, my brother, and I all talked about this the next day over lunch after I had heard the knocking. She and I had tried to explain it to my brother what we heard. Immediately, he shot up and remembered that in the woods behind our house, he and his friend had found two closed bunker-like doors that go into the ground. Of course, we immediately went on Google Earth to find them, and sure enough, he wasn't lying. What's really strange is that for years, there have been military helicopters and planes flying over our house and directly over the bunker doors ever since my mom has heard the sounds. As the years went on, she would hear the noises less and less, and we wouldn't see the planes and helicopters near as often. But for some reason recently, everything has been coming back. Both my mother and I have heard knocking and seen and heard planes that flew over us. We believe that there's a hidden government-owned bunker beneath us 
as hiding something from the world. Who knows what's down there, but my dad doesn't believe any of it. Of course your dad didn't believe any of it. Right, typical male. But someone in the comments of the story was talking about how there are actual underground bunker sites all yeah. over the place that oh, aren't... Oh yeah, I, I believe that. And he said they're not even really hidden. It's kind of like you can just Google Earth it and find these places. And it's just used as um, public shelters. Yeah. And that they have to stock them occasionally and that maybe that's what it was that they were hearing. I will tell you at the University of Texas, under the entire campus, it's full of tunnels. They're used as like escape routes. Really? Yeah. So when 9-11 happened, Jenna Bush was going to the University of Texas and that's how they got her out and back to Washington, D.C. Holy cow. So yeah. Isn't that really cool? Do the students like know about these things? Is this is it a place that you can get to? No, you cannot get to them. You have to be like a higher up administrative whatever. But yeah, it's common knowledge that these tunnels exist. All right. So we got some more audio. This is from Brittany in a little town called Bishop Hill, Illinois. Hi, Julie. Hi, Rebecca. Uh, this is Brittany. Hope you guys are doing well. So my ghost story starts out in a small town named Bishop Hill. There is about 150 people in this town. It's a Swedish town. I have grown up there most of my life. So one night, my sister and I were spending the night at my grandparents' house. And oh, it was probably, I'd say, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. And I heard my sister get up and go to the bathroom. And the bathroom was right across the hall from... Um, the bedroom we were staying at. So I was like in between that, you know, you're half asleep, you're half awake and don't really know what's going on. But I knew like, you know, she got up. And so I hear her come back in the bedroom and she shuts the door. And as soon as she shuts the door, somebody goes, hello. Like it took a second and then she runs to her bed and she hurries up and runs to her bed and jumps underneath the covers. And I'm laying there and I'm trying to figure out what I just heard. You know, she's like moving around in her bed trying to get into the covers. And I was like, what are you doing? And she goes, did you hear that? And I said, yes. <laughs> but I guess at the time I didn't really think anything of it. Um, well, the next morning we tell my grandparents about it. And my grandpa said that he had a similar experience that he was walking down the hallway heading into the kitchen. And when he hit the dining room, he heard somebody go, hello. And he looked around and he didn't see anybody. And he thought that was kind of weird, so he just went on doing what he was doing. Um, my other ghost story I have, actually it would be my boyfriend's ghost story. He was staying with me, and I was actually in the shower, and he was down on the couch. We were going to be watching a movie, and he thought that he had heard me get out of the shower and that I had like walked by to go to the bedroom to get dressed. Well, he was sitting there and he thought like he felt somebody staring at him. So he like turned to look at the hallway and there was a face staring at him and he thought it was me. Then he realized that I was still in the shower. So when I got out, he told me about it and then it creeped me out. My sister also has had experience in my house. She came to stay with us. My boyfriend and I had left and she had stayed home and she was in the bathroom and she heard the back door open and somebody walk in. And so she thought it was us, so she was like, hello. They came up the steps and then walked into the kitchen and so she's like, guys, hello. And she didn't hear anything, so then she went and left and nobody was there. So she told us this when we got back, so we both kind of creeped out. We actually did end up putting security cameras up. <laughs> uh, we haven't we haven't caught a ghost or anything, so yeah. Um, if you get the chance, you should definitely look up Bishop Hill. It's got a lot of history. It's a very neat, small little town and it is known for its ghost stories. I hope you guys have a good rest of your day and thank you for letting me share my ghost story. This next story comes from Ashley Baby 213 also from Reddit. 
So this just happened about 45 minutes ago. My husband works the graveyard shift, so I normally stay on his schedule so that we can spend time together when he's home. I fell asleep a few hours later than usual, so I was still half asleep when all this started. I heard what sounded like my husband coming home from work, which was strange since he would have left work only halfway through his shift. The noise wasn't really loud, so I wasn't completely awake yet. What actually woke me up was when I felt someone or something climb up on his side of the bed, lean over, gently rub my back, and kiss me the way my husband does every time he comes home and I'm in bed. I heard it say something quietly, but I couldn't quite make it out because I was wearing headphones. I felt it crawl back off the bed, still thinking it was my husband, so I reached out to grab his hand, but he wasn't there. As I sat up to say something to him, I heard our bedroom door close. I should mention here that our bedroom door has a deadbolt-type lock on it that can only be opened by a key. My husband and I were the only ones that have the two keys, so this furthered me thinking that it was just my husband. I sat up, I called his name, and I asked where he was going, but got no response. So I waited for a few minutes just to see if maybe he went back to his truck to get something. That's when I decided to call him and ask him where he went. And to my abject horror, when he answered the phone, I could hear the very loud and distinct machines from his work as I tried to explain what happened. And that's when he told me he hasn't been home since he left for work and wouldn't be home for several hours. So my next thought is that, okay, there's someone in the house, an actual person. So I grabbed my weapon and went back to check the house, but our bedroom door was still locked. I went ahead and cleared the entire house room by room and found no one and no signs of a break-in. Whatever the hell just crawled onto my bed sounded just like my husband, touched me and kissed me the same way he does. It even smelled like his cologne. Now, I've dealt with a lot of paranormal in the past, but I just needed to write this out or something and figure out what I'm going to do next. You know, in the comments on this story, this is just an example of how lonely everyone is. Nobody comments on the fact that there's a a ghost in the house. Everybody's like, I want a ghost kiss. Like, oh, that makes me sad. I know. Everybody's like, I just want a ghost to crawl in bed and and give me a nice little back rub and kiss my face. That sounds so nice. I mean, don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. That does sound ideal, right? Like, I can't even get my own husband to do that. (laughs) James, come on. I know. Shame, shame. So I need to read this story that came in from Lauren. Uh, Lauren says, hello. And that's, she's like multiple O's at the end of that. I so love it. She says, first of all, hope you're all staying safe in this upside down world. Thank you for this podcast is helping me be productive whilst having to work from home. Um, and I want some points for not doing this with an accent. Uh, <laughs> Lauren says, okay, here's the story. I moved down to Manchester from the Northeast to start university in the summer of 2013. I couldn't be with student dorms, so me and two other friends found a house off campus. I was the first to move in and lived alone for two weeks before my housemates arrived. The first few days were fine, and then I started to hear this light banging noise coming from the attic right above my head. Didn't think much of it at first because it's an oldest house. It happened every night, not during the day, for about six nights. It was pissing me off, and then I thought, what if this is a pipe about to burst or we have squirrels? So the next morning, I rang my landlord who sent over a handyman to look about the place. The guy got on his ladder and looked into the attic and then gasped. Then he asked me to go into my room and tell him if this was the same noise. It was. He shat himself and told me to go have a look. In the what? attic, above where I slept, was an old goddamn rocking horse. The noise the noise was it gently rocking like some old ass dusty ghost child having fun. <laughs> One night while laying in bed, I was sick of the banging noise. I'd also had a few beers and was feeling brave. And I screamed, stop it. 
and the noise stopped. Any other time it got too loud or went on for too long, I would ask it to stop and it would. Other spooky shit happened. All three of us had things go missing. One day whilst cleaning, we found all of our things on the very top shelf in an old airing cupboard. She says that's what you would call the linen closet in the U.S. I'll never forget my first year in Manchester. I've tried to find my old phone so I could get a photo with a rocking horse, but it seems lost. I, we need Lauren find it. We need to see this rocking yes. horse. She says, I'll keep looking. Stay spooky, Lauren. P.S. Ah, I forgot a part. Sorry. After we moved out, about three months later, I got a message from my old landlord asking if they could pass my email to the new tenants as they had questions. I genuinely, oh I genuinely thought that they would ask me how to turn the heat on or how to use the dishwasher. Nope. nope. I got a message from them asking if we had anything weird happen when we lived there. And again, that's from Lauren. So I, I love that she mommed uh, the crap out of that ghost. Yes, she did. Like, Stop she Stop it! But I love Stop the fact it, that she would let it go for a little while. It's like the yeah. old ass dusty ghost up there. She's like, okay, have some fun. <laughs> Get on your little rocking horse. It's fine. Yeah, but now goes go on. to bed. Um, I did ask her. I'm like, well, what did they want to know? Were they hearing the rocking horse? And she said that they had just noticed that their things had gone missing. And, oh. uh, and she was like, so I told them where that top shelf was and to go and look in there because that's where we had found our stuff. And she never heard back from them. So she's like, I assume they found all their stuff and everything was fine after that. That'd be crazy if they found it in the same spot. All right, guys, don't forget to check out the website hauntedaf.com for new blogs and goodies at our online store, like the stickers. Hello, you got to get one. And please subscribe to our YouTube page so that uh, you'll know when we're posting new videos and all that kind of stuff. We got a couple of Zoom videos up there right now, and they're super fun. And then, of course, send us your stories hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. We need stories. The well is dry. In fact, we decided to do some updates on some of our older stories, but we need your help too. So please hit us up, hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, seriously, because we've kept the podcast going longer than usual. A season's normally three months long, and we're well beyond that at this point. So, and we don't want to quit just because everybody's kind of bored and lonely. So it's nice to have the podcast or things to listen yeah. to, but we need some help. So if there's any old story or even just a person that you liked hearing from, if you want to hear more about that, find out if they've had new experiences or just want to see what they're up to, let us know and we will reach out to those people and we'll share them all on the next Haunted AF. All right, guys, don't forget to subscribe to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever your platform is that you love listening to. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, or you can chat with us directly on our brand new website, hauntedaf.com. Gotta say thanks to Andrew Mamaliga for our theme song and to On Air Media for titles and technical support. And of course, we gotta thank you, the listeners. Thanks for listening. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm coming back to haunt you. Oh, I'll come back to haunt you too, Rebecca. Aww.